media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. All right, let's get started. I told him I wouldn't be long in the back because usually that's where I'm at. Um, but if you got your Bibles, let's open up to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, and so I feel like I'm in the back, so... You know, then I'll say, hey, is that New Testament or Old Testament, right? And then, then we go, well, how many books are in the Bible? You know, and how many in the Old Testament, New Testament? I guess I should have brought some candy up here to throw <laughs> because that's what they like back there. Um, but hey, I'm Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here. And um, if you've been here the past couple of weeks, Bobby's been prepping us for Psalms 51. I'm not doing Psalms 51 today. Um, he called early this morning, and um, so this is what the Lord laid on my heart. It's been on my heart for a couple weeks now, um, and as Christ followers, we need to be ready. So if you got your Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, we're going to look at today. Um, ooh, that's awful small back there. Um <clears throat> But my wife, she did a good job of getting Scripture back there because usually it's not back there. Um, but we're going to start in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 20. So let's read it and then uh, we'll break it down. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I might have turned around. Alright, and this is out of New Living Testament uh, because, once again, I'm not the smartest bulb in the, in the, in the box or the sharpest crayon. And this one helps me a little bit. I use multiple translations when I'm studying um, just because I need word help. I need different words to, to entice me and spark me and trigger me in some different ways. So, ten, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. All right, I'm turning around. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rules, rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every, every piece of God's armor so that we'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I'll keep on speaking boldly for Him as I should. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, 18, 19, and 20, Lord, I just pray for all of us right now that we would proclaim the gospel boldly. Lord, that we would not be ashamed. Lord, that we would worship you. Lord, that we would go out 
and, and attack the battlefield, Lord, that's right outside of these doors. Lord, the mission field is there. We're all messengers. We're all missionaries. Lord, you've called us all that have put our trust in you to go out there and share the good news of the gospel. Lord, so help us with that today. Lord, show us why we need to put on the body of armor today. Lord, help us, guide us, and direct us. We love you. We praise you. Amen. So when we look at verse 10, we Christ followers cannot stand against the supernatural powers. We must rely on the strength of the Lord. Right? We must rely on the strength of the Lord. In Ephesians 1, 19 and 20, it says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for those who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. But once again, a final word, be strong in the Lord and mighty in His power. We can't do it alone. We can't. And once again, I think many of us miss it because we don't believe we have the same power that raised Lazarus. We have the same power that that rolled the the stone away. We have the same power. And, And that's what we are looking at today in our world. 11, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. The whole armor, all of it. Right? I think that's the mark we miss. I know I miss it sometimes. We gotta put on the whole armor, all of it. It doesn't work if we only put on some of it. It doesn't work if we only put on some of it. And when we think about it, there are kind of three opposing forces against us out there. The world, flesh, and the devil. So when we talk about the world, that's the systems around us that oppose God. We see it everywhere. We see it everywhere. The media tells us every day we're wrong, they're right. Right? The world is against and opposes God. Um, the lust of our eyes, the lust of flesh, pride, that's all worldly stuff. And then we have the flesh, the old nature we inherited from Adam. It's opposed to God as well. It's fighting against Him. Right? And then we have the devil or the Satan or principalities, the tempter, the liar, the murderer. Right? So when we think about it, we have those three entities that we're fighting. And when we go to verse 12, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We're not fighting humans, right? Many times it seems like we're fighting ourselves, and that's what they want. They want us to fight amongst each other. Right? The media tells us all the, every day, just look at race. That's a big one. We're fighting against the wrong people. We're fighting against something bigger and we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. The devil is not all-knowing like God. Thank goodness. Right? He's not omnipresent. He's nothing. He's not everywhere out there. And that's where we need to be very careful of what we speak. Because if we put it out there, he can grasp it. And when he grasps it, that's when the trouble starts. Because he's not all-knowing. Thankfully, we know the ending. Colossians 2.15 says this. 
When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed, ah, triumphed over them through the cross. So once again, we know the ending. He made fools of them by dying on the cross. When we go to verse 13, Therefore put on every piece, once again, if he says something multiple times, guess what we should do? Do it. Right? I mean, he knows we're hard-headed. We're, we, 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 we want to do our own thing. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Second time mention it, must be important. Put on, take up the whole full armor of God, or full, full armor. Um, so when you're looking, when you're doing different translations and looking, so like resist, standing firm in verse 11, it says stand firm. In verse 14, it says stand With the Lord's might, we are able to stand and fight. Right? And and that's why it's important to put on the armor every day, all of it. Because we got to stand and fight. The principalities are out there to take our little ones. It's happening every day. We have to fight. And, And do you only get partially dressed to go to work? I hope not. Right? I know some of us are running late sometimes and we're getting dressed in the car maybe. Right? Um, or a dance recital. Several of our, our ladies have a dance recital tonight. And, and I know they're going to be dressed all up. Right? If we play sports, right? You got to put on all of it. If, if you got hobbies, right? If you're going fishing, you got to take a fishing pole. Right? I know we got some firefighters in here and, you know, if they don't put on the whole thing, it's not a good, it's not a good end result. Right? And that's what we have to do as Christians. Put on the full thing. Verse 14. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. And once again, I told you, I thought we were in kids' church, right? So, look, I got a little diet, you know, the belt of truth, right? Right? We got the belt of truth, right? And so, stand firm. The Lord has not left us defenseless in this battle. That's what we need to hold on to. We're not defenseless. As defenseless as we seem, we're not. He won the war. We just have to go out there and live it. Right? So when we talk about the belt of truth, right? The belt, when we're talking about the Roman Empire, when this was, when it was talked about, the belt held the entire suit together. Right? And some of, some of us still need to tell people today, you need to put on a, a belt. Because it holds everything together. Right? Just saying. Okay? Um, But the belt of truth held the suit of armor together. Truth, the Word of God, is the foundation to our faith. Right? This is the foundation to our faith. Right? This is the truth. Nothing's been discredited in here ever. Science only backs it up. And that's where everybody gets upset. Right? This is the truth. Um... We need, we're talking about this with the the praise team earlier, um, and and just like we did with baptism, 
We need to be equipping our believers with the truth. And this is done through discipleship. American Christianity has lost the importance of discipleship. Right? We should go from congregation, which we're at now, into small group, right? Life group, whatever you want, terminology you want to do. And then it should be discipleship. Three or three to six males with males and females with females pouring into each other, doing life together. And then the fourth step is community because that's where we're missing it. We like congregation. We like small groups because we make them into large, large groups of 30 and 40 people because we like fellowship. But we need congregation. We need small group. We need discipleship. And then we need community. Right? And that's what the belt, belt of truth. We gotta sharpen our students and sharpen our new believers and sharpen some of us old timers. We gotta know what we're talking about. And that's the belt of truth. Okay? And then it says, uh, and the body, oh, you're fast. And the body of armor for God's righteousness. Right? Got my little body of armor. Right? Kids church. Body of armor. Right? Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. We're talking about the breastplate of righteousness. He made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in Him we would become the righteousness of God. That is, we would be made acceptable to Him and placed in a right relationship with Him by His gracious, loving kindness. We were made righteous because He died on a cross for us. There's nothing better. Nothing better. We live... This is... The life we live either fortifies us against attacks or makes it easier for them to attack us. Think about that for a minute. The life we live either fortifies us against attacks or it makes it easier to attack us. Right? Our, our daughter, our youngest daughter, is away at college. I tell this to anybody, whether you're in college, young, old, whatever. Nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing. Right? Even though you're doing the right thing, somebody out there, else out there could be doing the wrong thing. Right? And, and nobody wants to get that phone call. Right? Nobody. Our firefighters over here, they want to sleep after midnight. Right? And so when we think about it, the life we live either fortifies us against the attacks or makes it easier for the attacks. Satan is the accuser. He can't accuse or fool us if we're living a godly life by the Spirit. Listen to that. The devil, the tempter, the liar, the murderer, the thief, whatever we want to call him. He can't accuse us or fool us if we're living a godly life by the Spirit. We have to. We have to. Verse 15. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. And when we think about it, there's a lot of Georgia fans in here. The Romans, the Romans had like metal, like spikes on there. I think it's called hobnails. And I think the Larry Munson or something said, just stomp them with the hobnails or whatever, right? I don't know. I'm not a Georgia fan, but I heard it before, right? And, and so when we think about it, 
The shoes or the sandals are the firm foundation, right? They're the firm. Those don't look like real firm foundation, but kid church. Those are, <laughs> those are sandals, right? Firm foundation. Stand, withstand, resist. We got to be ready to share the good news of the gospel and to have peace with God in God, right? We got to have relationship right with Him before we can have relationship right with others, right? And parents, that's what we're to do with our kids, right? We, we need to stop being friends with our kids and love on them in a harsh way sometimes. We got to teach them the gospel. Teach them right and wrong. Um, be ready to share the good news of the gospel and to have peace with God. The most victorious Christian is a witnessing Christian. The most victorious Christian is a witnessing Christian. And my question to you, please don't answer. My question to you is, when is the last time you shared your story or the gospel? Right? Think about it. Some of us, we got to scratch. Well, I don't have nothing to scratch. Right? I heard you, Ricky, earlier. Um, but when is the last time you shared your story or the gospel? Back to my Georgia friends. I think it's like a thousand days since they lost or something. I don't know. It's been like a long time. And I'm a Florida fan. I know. God, hey, God loves all of us. And he has a sense of humor. He put me 20 minutes from the University of Georgia, right? He has a sense of humor. But when you think about it, for the last two years, everybody in the 50 states and even across the globe has heard back-to-back national champs. Kudos, right? Good for you. But let me tell you, let me ask you a question. I'm not supposed to move, am I? Okay. I don't know. There's a camera. I'm not allowed up here usually. Um, but they've told everybody, and, and I get it, right? Celebrate. Right? Every, tell everybody we're the national champs. We're back-to-back, and it's probably going to be a three-peat because they play nobody this year. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm digressing. <laughs> but the crazy part is, and I want them to tell people, right? Because it's exciting. But are they as excited to tell about two young people that just got baptized for the Lord Jesus Christ? Right? That is what we should be telling people about. Right? Because guess what? Sooner or later, George is going to lose. But I'll tell you something. This isn't a secret. Our Lord Jesus has never lost. Right? So that is one thing we need to tell everybody about. He's undefeated. There's nothing greater than that. Right? I'm sorry. I get all messed up up here. All right. Isaiah 52, 7. I think I'm in the right place. I can't go long. Kids are back there. Um <laughs> Isaiah 52, 7. I have been sleep deprived. Um, How beautiful and delightful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace, who brings good news of good things, 
who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Right? Old Testament prophesizing about New Testament. Right? How beautiful and delightful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings the good news. And that's all of us. It's not up left up to Pastor Bobby and Pastor Jeff and our elders. It's not. It's all of us. It's all of us. Uh, verse 16. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Speak it. Speak it. Come on up here. We got the shield of faith. Um, I like in the ESV, it says, in all circumstances, right? In all circumstances, the shield of faith. The Roman soldiers, their shield of faith, they were large shields that could be connected together, right? And so they could be connected together so they could have a whole line of them as they're going out to battle so nobody could penetrate. Right? But they also were in step, in step, in step. So, for us, we Christians, we are not to do battle alone. We are not to do battle alone. Take off your faux face and just let your neighbor know who you are. Right? It's not a solo sport. Christianity is not a solo sport. If anybody tells you it is, that's a deceiver. Because when we do it by ourselves, our mind, I don't know about y'all's, my mind goes bonkers. Not just having faith, but a living faith. A living faith protects us from the fiery darts. And God is so good. So I'm preaching on this. In the back today, we're talking about heroes of the faith. Right? All the Old Testament heroes that stood firm, that just went out on faith and did things because God told them to. Right? And so, the, once again, the shield of faith, it protects our heart and our mind. Our heart. From the lies, the hateful, hurtful thoughts, the lust. Right? It protects us. That's what the shield does. I told Sherry this morning, she said, are you all right? I said, I'll get through it. Several months ago, I don't know, a year ago, I messed up the baptism. And the evil one got in my head this morning. And that's what it happens. You know, you don't want to make mistakes. We got to have on the armor. All of it. Because we're all susceptible. Doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't. 17. Put on salvation as your helmet. Right? Put on salvation as your helmet. When we all look good in that, We'd all look good in that. Alright? The helmet of salvation. Satan attacks the mind. Look what he did to Eve. Right? From the beginning. From the beginning. Right? Satan attacks the mind. Look what he did to Eve. With the helmet, our mind is controlled by God. Right? With the helmet of salvation, our mind is controlled by God. 
Statistics say if you read your Bible at least four times a week, there's a notable notable difference in your life, right? Four times, right? If you read your Bible four times a week, there's a notable difference, right? So why wouldn't we do it, right? Like exercise, we've all seen it. If we can stay longer than a couple days of exercising, we see the difference. And then when we stop, it's a long stretch, right? We got to be very careful of the helmet. We are to grow in knowledge and grace. Second Peter 3.18 says this. But grow spiritually mature in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, honor, majesty, and splendor. Both now and to the day of eternity. But grow spiritually in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. You're not called to be a toad just sitting on a, a log. We're not. We're not to be a totem pole just sitting there. We got to grow. Um, sword of the Spirit. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Uh-oh. Ah, thought he got away. Sword of the Spirit. Um, Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. For the Lord, ah, for the Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's Hebrews 4.12. So when you think about it, the more we use a sword, Radley's a shelf, um, the more we use a knife, the more we use a sword. I don't think you cook with a sword, but a knife, right? I don't know. Um, but the more Radley uses his knife, and if Q was here, Q would, I hope, tell me the same thing. I hope I'm right. The more we use the knife to cut things, it becomes dull. Is that true, Radley? Okay. So the more we use a knife to cut things, it becomes dull. Right? And we gotta resharpen it. Right? But when we use the Word of God, when we use scripture memorization, when we read, when we meditate, when we use the Word of God to tell other people our story, right? When we use the Word of God, we become sharper. We don't want to be dull. If I'm yelling, I'm sorry, I hear all this stuff. I get excited. Um, We need to be sharp. The only way we can be this sharp is, once again, we need discipleship. We need discipleship. If you're not pouring into somebody and somebody pouring into you, we need it. Men, we need it. I know ladies need it too, but men, we need it. Um, verse 18. 
Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Prayer changes things. Alright? Real simple. Prayer changes things. Cannot fight the battle alone. We already talked about this. It's not a solo sport. We can't do it alone. Why are we afraid to share with others our prayer requests? Right? Why are we afraid? Do, are we afraid that they think that we're weak? That our life is a mess? That it's judgment? You know what? Let them. Right? Let them. If they think that's what your life is, let them have it. I need people to pray for Jeff. I do. Because I am a trained wreck. We need to be praying. In the Amplified and the ESV, it says, All times, with all prayer, all perseverance, and all saints. Right? All times, all prayer, all perseverance, all saints. Right? And all of us know this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Pray without ceasing. Right? And then you go, Jeff, we can't pray all the time. You're right. We can't. But you know what? It does mean that we're always in communion with God. Right? At my house, we just live a short distance from here. We got like no cell phone reception. We live in the the greatest country in the world, and they can get cell phones in some deep, dark places, but right here next to traditions, in traditions, we get no cell phone service. It makes no sense. Right? I don't know. But... Pray without ceasing, always be in communion with the Lord. All prayer, that's prayers of thanksgiving, supplication, intercession. We need to be praying for all of it. And once again, be specific in your prayers. Men, if you want that red Corvette, pray for the red one. If you get a yellow one, don't be upset. It's real. Um, All perseverance. Don't stop, right? Could take years. God's timing, not ours. Prayer journals are awesome witnesses to this. I tell people often, I'm not good at this stuff. Um, my wife, she journals and, and keeps the books. And um, she'll go back sometimes and look and update prayer requests and stuff like that. And I just think, how awesome is that going to be for our girls and our grandbabies to see that, right? That is so cool, right? Because prayer changes things. All saints, pray for others, right? Other churches, guess what? We should be praying for other churches, okay? It doesn't matter. We want them somewhere, right? Pray for others. Pray for other churches, missionaries. The fourth Saturday of every month, Sherry and I... Um, we, we started a nonprofit called I Serve Ministries and we give away food in the community. And our goal is to end generational, uh, poverty. Um, I gotta go, I gotta go. Um, and, and we do one in commerce, we do one in Pendergrass, and we started one with the University of Georgia and the Wesley Foundation out there. And, um, the fourth Saturday we have one out there and probably about, I don't know, 50 college kids come out and serve the community. We give away 30,000 pounds of food. 
and um, love on people, pray with them, give away clothes and haircuts and all kind of stuff. We just want to minister to the community. Um, but this is the coolest part about that one. Those college kids, they'll wait till everybody's gone. They'll stick around. They got tons of things to do. But they stay there every week, every month, and wait for us to finish. And they pray for and over Sherry, Rory, Lexi, and I. And it's so cool. It's so refreshing. Some of y'all would freak you out because everybody's praying at once. I know some of y'all, oh, that's too much. You know, I get it. But it's so cool and it's so refreshing to Sherry and I to have people pouring into us, praying over us, praying for us, because that's what Scripture says. Right? That's what Scripture says. And we, as Christ followers, we got to get better at that. we got to get better at that. Um, and pray in the Spirit. Uh, Romans 8.26 says this, In the same way that the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness, we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we could, should, but the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. That's what it says, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Prayer is part of worship. We have to get better. Pray in the Spirit. Verse 19 and 20. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. And I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. This is my prayer every day. Lord, place somebody in my path today that needs to hear the good news of the gospel. This is the caveat. And don't let me miss it. Right? Because we're busy. Right? Got a thousand to-dos. I got to get here. I got to get there. I got to go get take the kids to this. I got to cook dinner. I got to do this. We're all busy. The rat race will run us crazy. But what he's telling us here is, he's in prison. In prison. And still asking for strength. An encouragement to share the good news of the gospel. What is your prayer every morning? We all are messengers. We all are missionaries. What's keeping you from sharing? Right? Fear, embarrassment, family's hard, my job, knowledge. Right? Scripture tells us in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. When we don't know what to say, He'll say it for us. And if you don't know the answer, say, hey, look, I'll get back with you. That's okay. Because at your job, I hope you say the same thing. If somebody says, hey, Miss Tracy, how do I do this? And, well, I don't know, just do this. And that's the wrong thing. It shuts down the whole company. That's not good. Right? It's okay to say, I don't know. Right? The best theologians. They didn't know it all. We don't know. Just look at the book of Revelations. It'll drive you bonkers. 
Right? We don't know. We just got to live by faith. And so as we wrap up, right, as we wrap up, do you have on your armor? Do you have on your armor? If not, why not? Parents, have you talked to your kids about the armor? If not, why not? Because I'm sure some of you have protection on your kids' phones so they don't do D-U-M-B stuff. Right? I'm sure you do. Why do you put armor on this, but you won't put armor on this? Think about it. Right? Because this can be used for such good and such evil. Right? We let this control us. And it's sad. But, so, do you have on your armor? Why not? And I know it sounds silly. I know it's crazy. Sometimes you've got to act like you're putting it on. We need visuals. We need reminders. Right? We're about to go out into the mission field. We're about. It's not in Uganda It's not in Costa Rica. It's not in Peru. It is. But the mission field is in Jackson County, Georgia. I'm telling you, just go to the high school and be a mentor. You will see it. They say words there that I didn't even know were words. And I was a heathen. But ladies and gentlemen, family of Cornerstone. Today is the day. There's no reason to start tomorrow. So I know it may feel weird for some of y'all. I know. Ricky can come on up. And, um, but I know we got a lot of health issues in our family. There's family issues. There's financial issues out there. Um, you ain't got to pick that junk up. That's the body of armor. Armor of God. Um, we just talked about in, in 18, uh, praying for everybody. And I know some of this, this puts some of y'all outside of your comfort zone. And some of us need to get out of the boat. Okay? Some of us got to get out of the boat and stop playing safe. So I like challenging people. So Ricky's going to play. Okay? A couple of us are going to be down here. In front, there's nothing special. There's no steps. We took them out. There's no altar. It's just a wall. There's nothing significant about this. What is significant is this. What is significant is this. And so I'm going to challenge some of us. Some of us got heavy hearts. We got to stop worrying about people sitting there that, oh, Jeff came down to the aisle. Are him and Sherry okay? <laughs> yeah, we're okay. We're praying for revival. We got to stop letting other people do what they do. Just let them. And I know some of y'all will be uncomfortable, but several of us will be down here. If you want people to pray with you, we'd love to pray with you. If you want to come up here and pray by yourself, 
Come up here and pray by yourself. But church, we got to start doing things different. The gospel's the gospel. We're not changing that. But we got to start praying. We got to start loving. We got to put on our armor. That's what we got to do. Okay? So I'm going to pray. And then Ricky's going to play, uh, play. So if you want some prayer, if you got something heavy on your heart, come up. And then Radley, will you close us out when we're done? Okay? I tell me, Father, Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I pray whatever I said made sense. Lord, I thank you for allowing a sinner like me, saved by grace, to share the good news of the gospel. Lord, I thank you for public displays of obedience. Lord, I thank you for names being written in the book of life. Lord, I thank you for homecomings of a sister in Christ so she's not in pain anymore. Lord, I thank you for how you love us. Lord, I know there's a lot of weight in this room. Lord, a lot of yokes that need to be taken off and freedom needs to be happening. Lord, and prayer changes things. So Lord, as we end this service, Lord, I pray that there will be a lot of freedom today. And Lord, if anyone doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that today would be the day their name is written in the book of life and they'd make a decision to put you as Lord of their life. Lord, help us suit up every day. Lord, guard our head, our hearts. Let our feet be ready. Let the sword be ready. And let the belt of truth hold it all together. Lord, we love you. We praise you. All God's people said. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.